Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, Coach Jay here, and this week, Trudy and I talk about the different ways of measuring progress. For example, we always look at the scale, but there's other ways to see how we might be getting healthier or losing weight. Hey, Coach Jay here. I'd like to mention Simon Says Farms. That's S-Y-M-A-N Says Farms, one of our sponsors. Family-owned farm in Salem, Connecticut that produces a lot of all-natural products. On the farm, they produce goat milk lotions and soaps. They also have a variety of swanky sauce, a honey habanero barbecue sauce and marinade. With everything going on in the world due to the pandemic, let's support some of our local family-owned businesses. Simon Says Farms will ship their products throughout the country. Check out the link in the show description and see their full line of products. SimonSaysFarms.com. That's S-Y-M-A-N SaysFarms.com. Hey guys, Coach Jay here, and I have Shruti back, uh, a new aunt. Congratulations to you and your sister. Thank you. Today we're going to be talking about different ways of measuring progress. And one very common way that people measure the progress of trying to lose weight and get in shape is looking at the number on the scale. Yet there's a lot of other ways to measure your progress of, of getting healthy, like the way your clothes fit or how you're feeling more energy, being able to lift more weight or being able to do your run a little quicker. So there's different ways of measuring any type of progress, again, whether it's a health, health and fitness thing, whether it's an educational thing. And, and Trudy, what are some of the things that you measure your progress one way that you know there's a better way to measure it where it kind of drives you nuts that that one needle doesn't seem to move, yet other ones are, but you kind of disregard it. You just kind of look at the one that's really uh, that pain in the rear, even though Wait, you know you you're mean? making progress. Well, take example, someone that, and I'll use my wife as an example. She did a nice 12-week program uh, of weight training and everything was better I'd say other than the scale the scale moved a little but her clothes fit better I mean her pants were falling off the the her her energy level was up she was lifting a lot more weight at the end of the 12 weeks than she did in the beginning and one measurement we use is she could not do five decline sit-ups at the start of the program the last exercise of the program she did five sets of 20 so, I mean, that's obvious wow. practice, uh, obvious progression and, and success there. But for a lot of people, when their goal is like, I want to lose weight and they look at that scale, not moving. And that's the one for some reason, that's the one that's stuck in their head that the scale has to move. The scale has to move. Okay. You lost body fat, but you gained muscle. So your composition is much better than it was before, even though the weight isn't. And so something like that, where there's something you might be working on, where there's that one needle that's not moving as much as you want. All the other ones are saying, I did better, I did better, I did better. But that one that for some reason you're stuck on it, is there anything that drives you nuts where that one needle isn't moving, even though you know everything else moved in a positive direction? Sure. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with, and I say this a lot to my clients too, is focus on the feelings. So you're talking about how your wife felt more energetic. She felt happier or like her clothes are looser, whatever. It was a feeling of being on a higher energy level. So I think sometimes when we focus on a goal, we're so focused on that specific thing. Like I want to lose weight and it's just about the number on the scale. And they're forgetting about the feeling about what that goal feels like. So how do you feel about it? 
so for me personally, I look at like last year during COVID, I did a lot of, you know, inner growth. And now I look at how I respond to certain situations versus how I did last year and how I do today. And I've noticed a huge shift in myself. And I know I have to continuously work on myself, but I'm like, oh, okay. I don't respond to this in the same way anymore. Oh, I don't feel like as insecure in this way or as negative. Oh, okay. Now I'm coming back to more of a reflection of me and I feel more in alignment with myself. So I go back to like how, how I feel when I did the movie, it wasn't really specifically about the movie itself. I mean, the project is amazing and I love the storyline, but it was like all throughout was how I was feeling throughout the process. And I was like, okay, whenever I'm focused on a goal, this is what I want to come back to because it's not about the specific thing. Yeah, it feels great to achieve that specific thing. But when you achieve a specific goal, go back to like, oh my gosh, how did I feel when I achieved that goal? What was that positive feeling I had? And that's where you will feel the progress, in my opinion. What well, do you I, think? I agree a lot on, on the feeling aspect. You, you have to, the way you feel in, in the measuring of, of a goal is, is probably the biggest thing. I mean, there are all <laughs> sorts of I mean, analytics you can measure. And like I said, one of them is the needle on the scale moving if you're losing weight. Another one is I went down a size or two on the jeans I'm wearing or I'm lifting more weights. There, there are is always the number aspects, but sometimes that feeling is the biggest one. And a lot of it is mindset. And uh, there was one person at the gym that I'm working at who one morning she was just saying, oh, I just don't seem to have the energy today. I seem so sluggish. I seem so this. And, and I've mentioned it before, the phrase of, I just want to be better tomorrow than I was yesterday, where everyone's like that one day off. I just want to be better today than I was yesterday. And I really don't like that phrase because we're always going to have down days. You're going to be up one day and down another day, up one day, down another day. But like the squiggly lines on the stock market, if you look at the 30 day return, hopefully it's up. So I like to say, okay, I want to see where I am one month for today, or how does today compare to a month ago? Because you're never going to increase or improve or get better every single time you do something. And again, it is a mindset thing. So this past weekend, Saturday, I went out for a run. And since having the stent in, I've been going out doing a two mile or a three mile run once or twice, maybe three times a week. And if I go back and 15 years ago, the first time I said, geez, I need to lose weight. I'm up at 225, 235 pounds. I need to lose weight. I went to Planet Fitness, hopped on the elliptical, 45 minutes, went home. That was it. Every day, cardio, cardio, cardio. And you will lose weight if you do cardio, but you're not building the body to maintain it. Once you stop the cardio, it's going to come back. Your body says, okay, I need to preserve these calories. We're not doing the cardio anymore. Don't burn them as quick. So now I'm doing more of a weight training regimen. About 10 years ago when I ran all the time, I, w- I was sub eight minute miles. I was doing a seven and a half, 745 mile. And usually a 745 mile, if I was running on my own, if I actually registered for a 5K, for anyone that hasn't registered for a 5K, once you pin that bib to you, that number, you're gonna run 15 seconds faster. I don't care if it goes from a 15 minute mile to a 1445 or from a seven to a 645 putting that bib on the adrenaline of being in an event is going to make you move faster. Well, now since the stent and everything I've gone through, I've been in that nine and a half 
to, to nine, I dipped under once. This time I went out and instead of putting Iron Maiden radio on or the Rocky Four soundtrack, and you can't tell me when you're listening to the training montage and picture Rocky running up the, the mountain in the snow, you don't push yourself. It's, if you're in your 40s, trust me, you're going to push yourself. Well, this time I put Al Miola, nice jazz guitar player on and just took everything in. And I took the wind in, I took the sun in, and I just strolled at a 10 and a half minute mile. And I went out and did a 10K, 6.2 miles, doubled my longest run in probably the past six or seven years. And it was all mindset. My measurement for this run was not my pace. It was not the time. It was not the speed. It was, I'm going to keep my heart rate under 150 and I'm going to push the distance. But it has to take that mindset to say, I'm okay with running a minute slower than I've normally done. And unless you can accept different ways of measuring it, it's going to make it difficult. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know you were telling me that before we started recording. And I think that's really true. And I also feel, and you said mindset too, and that's a big part of it. And the fact that you were just in a place where you were at peace with it. That's another big one. I saw this quote and it says that we're constantly in this panic state where we're like worrying about the future, about what's going to happen tomorrow, about what's going to happen five years from now. And I know it's a human thing and it's totally normal, but, and I think it's good to have goals, like long-term goals that you can write down and still be in that place of peace and awareness. Because I think when you're in a place of peace and awareness and you're truly present, you're in a flow and you are just like, okay, I'm present. What can I do in this moment? How am I feeling in this moment? And you're just going back to that state of awareness. It's a state of awareness and it has a lot to do with mindset. So when you're present and you're aware, you're at peace. And that's when I feel like you can go in the direction you want to go in. It's a state of mind and it's a state of being. And that's where it starts because if you aren't in that state of being and you're constantly like, oh my God, what am I going to do tomorrow? I have this and I do this too. I'm sure you do it too. Like, oh, I have all this stuff to do tomorrow while we're doing some, while we're working out. And it's like, how is this helping me in the present moment of working out right now when I'm thinking about the next thing? No, I have to be here now. I'm focusing on this. I'm taking this step towards my health journey or whatever it is that you're focusing on in the moment and then take the next moment as it comes. So from there, I have found, and I can say this with proof for myself, that anytime that I'm in a state of flow and I'm just in that awareness, things come to me like that. It's almost like being under a spell. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. It's just things just flow to you because you're in a flow. So you are, it's matching the energy that you're putting out there. Well, you had mentioned as we were talking before we started recording, how sometimes when you push too hard for your goals, it actually slows you down. And like there's there's one person in one of the group the group classes in the gym that he I, I joke with him and English is a second language. He speaks broken English, but I'm always joking with him that you keep grabbing the big boy weights. I mean, everything we do, he's grabbing the 30s and 35s and, and 40s, and it's like Everything is the, and I'm trying to explain to them and I've had some other people translate and they say, yeah, don't, we've told them many times. We've told them many times when you're weight training, you have to keep changing your workout program. It, it has to be in periods of one rep set 
to the next rep set. So right now he's lifting the big weight. I'm trying to tell him for three weeks, go to lightweight and high reps, and then we'll come back to low reps and heavyweight. And so here he is, he, he's pushing, pushing hard, pushing hard. And, and don't get me wrong, this kid works. I mean, he's working hard every time. So it's not a matter of slacking and not working, but it's, it's pushing at the right level. I mean, and there's different ways when, when you're talking in resistance training, there's different ways to increase the resistance. Uh, the obvious one is pick up more weight. The next one is do more reps. Another one is do the same amount of reps with the same amount of weight, but slow your reps down, time under tension. So there's different ways to make those changes, just as there's different ways of being able to measure the progress that you're doing. And, and like I said, it's, it's a mindset. There's some things, I mean, I joke around with my son and my son's 16 years old. He, he has a 30 inch draw, 31 inch draw. And for those of you that don't know archery, he's got the wingspan of a gorilla and he's pulling 44 pounds, 45 pounds on an Olympic recurve. So if you did watch the Olympics, he's pulling the same weight that these Olympians are pulling at 16 years old. And I'll tell him when we go indoors, let's drop it down to 42 pounds. No, 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 no. He just likes, I mean, he's a teenage boy. He wants to be able to say I'm pulling 44 pounds. And it's, it's not always the case of having to push. You don't need to that progress of, okay, I got stronger. I'm pulling more. I got stronger. I'm pulling more. How about we back it down? And maybe your score goes up. It might only go up two points, but there's a different way of measuring your progress and, and which way you're going and, and how hard to push in the right manner. And there's different ways of pushing in different manners. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes, again, people do think that, oh, the larger the amount or the bigger the goal, which is, which is great. I'm not saying don't do that. But like you said, take it down a notch sometimes because sometimes less is actually more. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that's a, the, one of the most beautiful sayings is actually less is more. It's the simplicity of it where you can be lifting 10 pounds. And my friend, actually, she's been going to the gym like hardcore every day. And her trainer started her out with, you know, like lighter weights. And then she built up. Now she's up to like, I think 125 pounds, but it's not where she didn't start at like 60 pounds. She built her way up and you can see the changes in her body, but like also her confidence, the way she carries herself, the way she feels in her body. Like you can just tell and you can see the the actual changes and the progress. But again, it wasn't from an extreme to an extreme. It was less. And then the consistency of building it over time. And it took, I think it's been like six months now. And if you think about it, like time's going to fly anyway. When you look back at a year ago, you're like, I can't believe a year has passed. So it's not, I think we just want instant gratification sometimes. And that's just not how success happens. Success happens over time and being consistent and committed and also letting yourself just, okay, you know what, tonight, today I want to do lighter weights. I just, I feel a little tired, but I still want to go to the gym. Okay. You're still going. Now you want to do 10 pounds, do 10 pounds. You're still going. You're still pushing yourself by going to the gym. Right. Well, you mentioned a couple of things there. Um, the, the whole instant gratification. I mean, we're, we're in a world of instant now. I mean, 
back back in I mean the 80s or 70s whenever instant coffee came up and so here you get your coffee instant now we have instant messaging and text messaging where we can communicate instantly I mean people want instant results with with anything you do and like you said there's different ways of of pushing and and you mentioned how you work out in six months or a year it's going to go by quick we were just talking how this podcast is approaching a year and we're very close to a year of doing this and it's like wow it's i mean we're we're pushing two years of dealing with this covid crap and when you think about that i mean we're almost two years into that and like you mentioned your friend who's up to 125 pounds and, and to go back a step where I mentioned the different weight and rep ranges. I don't know where that 125 is for her, but that's a case of, let's say that 125 is her eight to 12 reps. Well, now she's going to go down to, and just throwing numbers out there, she might go down to 110 and now do 16 to 20 reps, or she might go up to 135 and only do four to eight reps. And that's the thing. She'll do one of those for three weeks and then switch to the other one for three weeks then sw- and, and alternate back and forth. Where again, going back to that other gentleman in the, in the gym that we work with, where it's that mindset of, Oh, wait a minute, I'm reducing weight. I, I must be going backwards with my progress. I must be deconditioned. I, I, things I'm supposed to go up. Everything's supposed to go up. No, there's a method to progress and it's not always going up. I mean, again, going back to, you're not always going to be better every day. You're, there's going to be setbacks, but sometimes, I mean, the the analogy we see that floats around in the uh, in like the progress thing is a, an arrow won't fly forward until you pull that string back. So sometimes you do need to go backwards in order to jump forward. Yeah, I think that's beautifully said. I think it's really true because sometimes you just need to take a step step back in order to take a step forward. And it sounds contradictory, but I really do think it's true. Um, for me personally, I'm in a place where I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I want to go back to my projects. I've been busy with work. Um, and I, you know, I did a movie and I'm constantly, and I get in this mode too, where I'm like, okay, where's my next thing? What's my next thing? I'm like, okay, but it's not going to come from a panic state. Like I have to be at ease and feel inspired in order for me to get to that next achievement and it's not going to come by me being in a state of lack or like I need this like now no it's going to come to me and I'm like I have clarity it's also about having clarity too I think when it's like you have a specific goal you have to break it down for yourself okay why do I want this goal if you know your why that's golden for you if it's just to lose weight okay break it down further why do you want to lose weight? Is it for you? Is it for somebody else? Is it to impress someone? Is it because you want to feel a certain way about yourself? What is that goal to you? Why do you want it? I think sometimes we think, you know, I had this friend who told me, he's like, oh, when I, you know, when I make it to a certain level or when I make a certain amount of money, I will feel accomplished. And I just told him like, that's great that you want that goal, but just realize when you get to that goal, you're going to want something else right after you accomplish that. So you're always gonna be in a place where you're gonna want something else. You have to break it down for yourself why you want it. What is it, again, the feeling of it? Because if you just go from goal to goal to goal without knowing your why or really knowing the purpose of it, you're not gonna feel fulfilled. And I I don't mean to sound harsh on that, but it's not gonna sound fulfilling or you might 
feel fulfilled for a short amount of time. And then again, you're going to feel this empty feeling of, oh, I need something else. So when you do it with purpose and you ask yourself questions, you're going to feel a lot more grounded in it and more passionate and excited when something comes to you, because it's not just going to be about X amount of money or losing X amount of weight. It's going to be something deeper than that. You mentioned mentioned like the why, why are you doing it? And you mentioned like someone saying, okay, I'll feel accomplished when I make X amount of money. And I'll use a lot of movie quotes, uh, especially sports movies, um, cool runnings. Maurice, who is the driver of the sled is sitting in the hotel room. They're at the Olympics and his coach comes up and he had to ask the coach a question. And the coach said, if you're not good enough without the gold medal now, you'll never be good enough with it. So if you don't already feel good enough by yourself, that metal's not going to change how I you feel that. as a person. And so that's the case. Okay. So you don't think you're a, a, a successful person because you haven't made and six figures in a year, or you haven't made a million dollars yet. So when you get there, does that change who you are as a person just because you have money? And those are, are different things. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, okay, why are you losing weight? Is it because you're just looking in the mirror and you don't like the visual that you see? Is it just an aesthetic reason or is there more behind it? And is it, wait a minute, I need to lose weight because for every pound I lose, I'm taking four pounds of pressure off my knees and my knees have been bad. I mean, my, my family, and this is I mean, personal in my family, there's a, a track record of cardiac issues. So I'm going to lose weight to put less strain on my heart. If there's something bigger than just the aesthetics and, oh, I just want to look hot or I just want people to look at me yeah. and this and that. And, and don't get me wrong, that might be that might be that thing where one day you you walk past the mirror or you step on the scale and, and it is that number or it is that that appearance that says, geez, I need to do something about it. If that's an, if that's what you need as the kickstart to get going, that's great. Whatever it takes to get you going to become healthier is a good enough reason to start. But I guarantee if you stick with your program for, I mean, you got to get a month in. A month in is about when, I mean, I think, I think they say you need to do something for, what is it, 27 days before it becomes a, a, a routine. And, yeah. and then once you hit that point, now you're going to realize, wait a minute, I feel better. I have more energy. I mean, everything about it is so much better. And then it becomes something beyond just the aesthetics. Now it becomes a health-driven thing. And I've listened to other podcasts and different trainers where they talk about, I mean, eating healthy. If you do it for one reason, it's sustainable. If you do it for another reason, it's it's not as sustainable. And you got to make sure that you're you're driven, like you said, the why am I doing this in, in one way. And, and there's going to be times over the years where checkpoints change for you. I mean, if I go back... Um, I can even say five years, but especially going back 10 years or 15 years, like I said, I topped out at I mean, 235 pounds. And right now I, I, I weighed in at, at 210. Uh, I was 206 a couple of days ago. Uh, but when I went to a, nu- a nutritionist about four years ago at 16.4% body fat, I was at 190 pounds. When I finished cardiac rehab at 210 pounds, I was at 167 so only like 
three points up and a third of a percent higher in body fat, yet I was 20 pounds heavier. So I can look at that scale. So here's going back to different ways of measuring progress. I can look at that scale and be aggravated that I'm 20 pounds heavier than I was four years ago, but I'm, I'm just as lean as I was four years ago with 20 pounds. And, and I haven't put 20 pounds of muscle on me, but of yeah. that 20 pounds, there's at least 10 to 15 pounds that are muscle that it's not fat. So that's the thing going back to don't worry about the scale. Other things are going to change in you, your body composition. And again, it's that mindset. And again, 10 years ago, when the needle hit 200, it, it kind of got me shook. Not, I prefer to get it back under 200. 210 is about where, okay, let me tighten things up. Let me watch what I'm eating. Let me make sure I get the runs in. Let me, let me just and get a little more control of what I'm doing. 210, so that's where I said the checkpoints change. And before my checkpoint of, okay, let's focus again was 200. Now my, hey, let's focus again checkpoint is at 210 because I know I have more muscle on me and muscle weighs more, the density of muscle weighs more than, than fat. And you gotta have, again, you gotta have that mindset to realize that number is only one way of measuring the analytics as to where your progress is going. Totally, 100%. I think you nailed it with what you said about, you know, your body composition and then like the weight, even though it was 20 pounds more, but you felt more lean. Now, I am not somebody who pays attention to like eating veggies. Like I know I should, but... I love green juices and they make me feel so good. Actually, my boss got me into it more because I didn't really used to drink it much. And then I started drinking it more and I feel so much more amazing. I feel energized. I feel good inside. And the perk is like, I notice when I drink more green juices, my skin is better too. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a nice bonus because um, I love skincare and I get my veggies, but by drinking them. and how I feel. I focus on like how I feel. I'm like, oh, I feel good. My body feels good. My mind feels good. So why don't I keep doing this? So again, go back to the health factor of how you feel after you work out, even if it's a 20 minute workout. Like today I did a 20 minute workout and I feel so much more grounded. I feel more calm. Yeah, sometimes it takes a little push or you're feeling lazy, but then you know after you do it what the reward of that is going to be. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned like having trouble getting the, 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 the veggies in and this and that, but you found other ways to make sure you get that in. Uh, same thing here. Sometimes I'm on the run all the time. I can't get, I can't get enough calories in general or enough protein. So you, you have the shake and, but as long as you're moving in the right direction and you're conscious of what you need to do to, yeah. to make those steps. And, and again, there's different ways of doing it. And like anything, I mean, like politics, you have one view here, one view there. I mean, one that I like to point out in, in like the fitness world, you, I pick up I mean, men's fitness or, or, uh, muscle magazine or something like that. And they're saying, okay, low fat and, and low sodium and no sweets and no sugar. And then I pick up my, my cycling magazine 
that talks about bike riders that are right riding 50 and 100 miles and they're like halfway through your 100 mile ride grab a snickers and a coke and that'll fuel you on your ride back well if you're cycling for 50 more miles trust me you're burning off the sugar and the snickers and the coke not yeah. ideal when you're talking to a nutritionist but it's a different thing and then you go and grab your running magazine that again Everyone would look at runners as being healthy and, and they're saying, all right, for a change in pace, use turkey pastrami. I mean, it's, it's healthier than the regular pastrami. Yes, it's high in sodium, but as a runner, you're going to sweat it out. So you have one that says stay away from salt, one that stays stay away from sugar. And then you have another healthy magazine, again, cyclist that's saying it's okay to have coke coke and snickers halfway through your ride and then you have another healthy magazine with running that's saying it's okay to have extra salt but then this one's saying no this one's saying yes so you're always going to have conflicting ways of of doing things i don't care what you google it's going to be conflicting information and you have to find what works for you and i can't say one's right or one's wrong and there's case where you have a case of one trainer, a group of trainers saying you have to do all resistance training. It's going to build muscle, which is muscles, an expensive tissue. It needs more calories. So you're going to burn more calories. So in the end you build muscle, you will build burn more calories where someone else is going to say, no, you have to push the cardio. Got to make sure the heart's strong. And one might go extreme one way. One might go extreme the other way. And you have to find the balance that works for you. And I'm not going to say don't do any cardio. I'm not going to say do all resistance training. There has to be a balance. And each individual is going to react different. There are people that will put muscle on. We talked about instant. I know a lot of cases, and this was one of my wife's issues with not lifting weights was, oh, I don't want to get big. Well, again, it's not going to happen instantly. If that was the case, all the guys that have stepped foot in a gym, we'd all look like Arnold Schwarzenegger if it, happen, <laughs> if it happened instantly. I mean, so even for the guys and the girls that build muscle fast, none of them are ready to go on stage in the bodybuilder class in three weeks. I mean, that takes years and years and years. And yeah. so, and you're not going to have that instant thing. Like I said, it takes it takes a good month to get that routine going. It, it, you're going to go, you're going to be sore. And I know someone through the archery club that, uh, and he, he's looking to lose some weight. And, and he just said that he's been going to a trainer the past couple of weeks and it's kicking his rear and it's, and it's something that he needs for, for health reasons. And I mean, so you're going to have that I'm going to call it pain. It's not pain, but it's that discomfort. It's that, geez, this is tiring me out. This is that, am I, did I make the right choice in coming here? Once you make that commitment, but once you get through that, that little discomfort area, you're going to find that it's better and better for you, but always look at different ways of measuring that progress. It's not, it's not one way for every person. I mean, we can have I mean, a group of people that sign up for that couch Couch to 5K. I mean, a common thing. The people that have never run in their life, never moved. Okay, listen, we're going to get off the couch. We're going to train for two or three months and we're going to run a 5K at the end of October. Halloween weekend, we're going to go and run the, the, the spooky nook 5K or whatever. And one person, his goal is going to be, okay, I'm going to run this in 24 minutes. So he wants an eight minute mile. Another person's goal is going to be, okay, I want to run this in 30 minutes, 10 minute mile. Another person's goal is, I want to finish this without having to walk. Every one of those people 
is successful at the end, just because you did it in 24 minutes and they took 45, their goal wasn't to finish in the time. Theirs was just to finish it with a jogging stride the entire time and never have to break it down to a, a, to a walk. And that's their goal. And so they all measured their goals in different ways. I mean, yeah. this, in my case, my goal might be, I'm going to run it where I keep my heart rate under 150. So no matter what I'm looking at the clock, I'm like, geez, if I push it, I can break that nine minute mile. Nope. My goal for this race is to finish it under 150 beats per minute on my heart. So that's going to be a different way of measuring the goal. Beautifully put. So Jay, how would you close it off? <laughs> what are some tips that you have for our listeners on how they can evaluate their progress? Mindset is a big one. And I know we've talked about the coaching services we have. And, and a couple of weeks ago, and Jen and I talked about accountability. And if you have someone with you that can help you with your, your mindset and just being able to accept, uh, I'm going to say the quote unquote older generation. So for someone like me who's in their mid forties and was the high school athlete, who I mean, I'm talking about the time I just ran six miles at a 10 and a half minute pace in high school on track. I did the 1600 of the mile in 525. That's the fastest I ran a mile in five minutes and 25 seconds. Now I've gotten on a treadmill and kicked it up to that pace. And there's no way I'm doing that. Now you have to have the mindset to accept that there's going to be other ways to to measure your progress. And like I said, don't necessarily go by the scale. Don't necessarily go by the stopwatch and find some other analytics that you can use to measure your progress and, and really truly be content with it. I mean, it's kind of like when I had the stent put in at first, it was okay. I did everything right. Why this happen now? Four days after I was 100% truly in my heart content with it happened now because I did everything right, or this would have happened when I was 40, or it would have resulted in a heart attack. So truly be content with measuring with different analytics and keep making your progress. That's great. I like that. Um, I would say focus on your why, your purpose, and focus on the feeling of what you want to feel like when you accomplish that goal. Big one. Yeah, that, that's a good one as well. All right, guys, I hope you liked this episode and we'd love to continue hearing your feedback, uh, whether you send messages on Instagram or Facebook or right within whichever podcast app you're listening. And we are on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. And we definitely appreciate your support. As I mentioned, we're, we're approaching a year and um, we'd definitely like to hear from you on what you'd like us to discuss over the last few episodes as we hit that year and then start our, our second year at this. And we thank you for your support and we'll see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset, and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.